Welcome back to our epic conversation with Lindsay, the housewife historian. If you didn't listen to part one, you need to because Lindsay talks about meeting Teresa Judice and Melissa Feaster in person at their Namaste Bitches live podcast in New Jersey. I talk about meeting Jackie Goldschneider in Philadelphia with my friend Amani. Mary gives us her insight on what she thinks of the new cast on The Real Housewives of New York, and they just finished their season, so we recap all of our honest hot takes. We break down everything regarding Bethany Frankel and the reality reckoning. We talk about whether Kyle Richards and Mauricio's separation is queer baiting is it just for drama is it for the storyline of beverly hills's new season so listen to part one first and here is part two so we're gonna jump right back into all of our thoughts on the current real housewife shows i hope you all enjoy what do you think because we've had ebony on ivory tower boiler room i really respect ebony what do you think would happen if ebony was thrown in with these women Want to listen to this Ivory Tower Boiler Room or True Crime and Academia episode ad-free? Head on over to our Patreon and join either the ITBR student or the ITBR professor level. Both levels of membership have a seven-day free trial. With the ITBR professor level, you also not only get access to all of our video episodes, like listening or watching Scream Part 2, you also get access to the Ivory Tower Boiler Room and True Crime and Academia book clubs. The book clubs are going to each be a one-hour private Zoom. I'm hosting the Ivory Tower Boiler Room. Mary DePippi's hosting the True Crime and Academia ones. So if the ITBR professor level, you get access to all of our video and audio episodes, plus our book clubs. And make sure you download the Patreon app on your phone for such an accessible, easy-to-use way to consume our content. Okay, can't wait to see you all on Patreon. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Dr. Andrew Rimby. And before you hear such an exciting episode, I want to remind you all that when I'm not here hosting the Ivory Tower Boiler Room, I am running my small business, the Ivory Tower Boiler Room, where I am consulting with clients. It includes academic writing, consulting, social media, podcast, and expanding your media footprint. So I have clients I'm working on graduate school writing with them. I can work on thesis writing, dissertation writing, essay advice, college admission essays, undergrad uh, college advice, graduate school advice. I also am working on a client's small business right now and expanding her social media footprint. I can work on how to create a podcast with you or how to expand your podcast audience. I also can just help you expand your media footprint in general. So if you're interested in my consulting, I first want to let you all know it is only $30 for the first hour that I work with you on consulting, and then I'll set up a package with you then. So you can email me at ivorytowerboilerroom at gmail.com, or you could go to our Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash ivorytowerboilerroom, and there's a consulting option under memberships. You can pay the $30, and then I will reach out to you right away, and we'll set up a consultation. And then while you're on our Patreon, make sure you join the Ivory Tower Boiler Room and the True Crime and Academia Book Club. Every month, both myself and Mary are choosing books for our book club members to read, and we are actually polling our members on Patreon to see what books they want to read, and we're meeting with them the first week of each month. So if you want to join... Um, the book club each month, just make sure that you join on Patreon. That way I know who's joined and I can reach out to all of you and let you know when we're meeting on Zoom. Okay, so lots of things to do here in the Ivory Tower Boiler Room, and I can't wait to consult with you, join you for a book club discussion, and have you here listening to one of our podcast episodes. Okay, enjoy this episode. I love Ebony. I mean, I love an educated woman that works in the judicial system and, you know, understands the injustices within it and, you know, uses their education for good. I love that, really. So I would I would love to see Ebony, but I don't think that it would work because I feel like Ebony is like like women get scared, like women like Aaron get scared of women like Ebony, not like because of race, but just because of life experience. Like I think street smarts, like some, they get insecure sometimes about those sort of things. So I, she would have to deliver herself like how I feel like I have to deliver myself very softly to get my point across because if I get upset, my point gets lost. Right. So I love her. I would love to see her. I mean, maybe her and Uma would like hook up though. You know, maybe 
be a force I, to be reckoned with. I could actually see Jessel yeah. and Ebony and Bryn all forming. Yeah. Mm. They would work well. I, I do think, I don't know. I kind of like Ebony being back more than I like Leah McSweeney joining. Me too. Leah on the girls trip was like, it, I, I feel like Leah almost just said she doesn't want to be part of the Real Housewives anymore. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Ebony <laughs> on a girls trip. I want the one season wonders. They were going to do like the one hit wonders. I think Ebony would be awesome. And Carlton, the witch from Beverly Hills. We need her. Yes, yes. You know, uh, Kyle hated her. Kyle hated her. She was scared of her. See, great example of privileged woman scared of the, you know, Carlton over there. Yeah. You know, who I mean, I, yeah. and you're no, going to say it's another transition and I just can't help myself. But another person who I am personally scared of, but like also find myself laughing hysterically, Mary Cosby from Salt Lake City. Can't help myself. She, I don't like she just comes in and I'm just like, I already know, like, I don't like you. Like the fact that we share the same name, like I'm already pissed because of that. But however, some when she just talks like it's sometimes it is so cringeworthy, but also yeah. so hysterical that I'm just like, I can't like I want to hate you, but like you are giving the most comedic relief right now. And I can't even like I just I love it. I love to hate Mary Cosby. That's really well, she's, where I'm getting at here. She's an SNL housewife. Like, I, I feel like if you were like on Saturday Night Live, like she's. I feel sometimes it lands and sometimes this season I'm just, well, no, I fell for her on watch what happens live. Oh my God, Mary. Oh yeah. I did not that, see that. And I feel like whoa. I should have. Yeah. Go I mean, I love Z-Way and it did not, cause Z-Way is such a good comedian and Z-Way was trying to, I think, play yeah. with Mary to show her in a good light. And it, did not land. She's just so complicated. Like she's is she's the queen of self-sabotaging her own self. I mean, I mean, I was like, I feel like I was already not a fan of her because I was just like, you had your own church, and like that was not like mm, already had problems with that to begin with. So I was already leery of her to begin with. But then the more I saw, I was just like. She's comedic relief this season. Like that is that is literally the only reason why they brought her back. Like they want to distract from the Jen Shaw of it all and yeah. want to have someone come in who everyone can hate equally, but also be like, she's fucking hilarious because she's not getting out of the van. She does not want to participate in any of these group activities that these women are about to participate in. But wait, why are the women not commenting about her? Like, have you realized that they'll like say, hey, Lindsay, mm -hmm. your hair's a mess. Like, what the hell happened to you? And then it's like, oh, that's Mary. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, was that a contract just not to mess with Mary? Because <laughs> what we ain't heard nothing about no grandpa effing neither. We ain't heard none of them drop nothing about the grandpa whole situation either. I'll tell you what, Mary Crosby, you got to be careful about people that lead churches that could be considered cultish. That's because what I'm saying. They, they got a lot of mind control, and that woman got a lot of dead bodies around her. Okay. For I'm sure. just saying, I learned that from Sherelle's world. 
Sharon had his had the uncle on. Like they caught him outside the damn church or something and started filming him. He was telling us, I mean, but I was like, there's a lot of dead people around her. Like I'm not, and remember, mm-hmm. remember up in Adam when interviewed her mom and stepped Oh, that was a good interview. You need, everyone needs to see that interview with Mary Cosby's mom. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. I will say Mary does seem like she's in <laughs> Stockholm syndrome and that's just my interpretation. I feel like psychologically, yeah. Mary is in need of help. Oh, for sure. One thousand percent. And I don't like that. She's that to me is the reality reckoning. That's where I'm with Bethany. I feel like she's being exploited because of mm. her mental health state. And I feel like, yeah, it's funny, but also what's happening in her household. And maybe. That needs to be addressed, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But also, mm-hmm. I love your hair, Lindsay. That was an example. I just want to make sure everyone out there knows. I am pulling drama from our Zoom screens. Um, um, yeah, you better, because I was always known as a gray-haired, like, Jessica Lindsay. That was my name. Like, gray-haired, you know, gray-haired Lindsay. Gray-haired Lindsay. So, yeah, I'm big on that. But I will say, I used to really enjoy Meredith. But the scene I just saw with Meredith and Brooks and here, wait, we can do a little recreation. I know we're not all trained in. I was trained in theater. Mary's trained in theater. Lindsay, have you been trained in theater? I mean, no, but I was in prison. So I feel like. Okay. Well, same thing. Okay. Wait, are you uh, are you a part of Jen Shaw's and Elizabeth Holmes new? <laughs> yes. You're in the gang. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm that. Yes, I'm. I heard OG they're best triple, triple. I really I do want to see that. Like, orange is the new black, the yeah, real version know. with Chainsaw Shaw. Maybe and they're Elizabeth trying to Holmes. do a reality show please, in prison. Please, I want to see she it. She is running shit. She's got bitches watching, washing her drawers. She's got bitches braiding her hair. She's got bitches cooking her lunch. Like, she's probably living good, and she Full likes surprise. girls. So, mm-hmm. like, it's not a bad situation. If you like girls, prison is that bad. Hey, go for it. Okay, wait, but here's our acting okay. lesson, which is Brooks and his mom and Meredith um, pestering him about his past relationship, like the guy he just broke up, or yeah. he's dating. The guy he's dating or broke up with, I forget. I think broke his- up with. I almost uh, fell asleep during that scene, so it's hard for me to remember. I stayed okay, away so, because I was semi-invested. I was just so like, here oh, we go. wait a minute, here we who go. are you dating? Here, so, you know, I'll be Brooks. One of you okay, just you right. acts like Mary. Here we go. Go, go, Mary. Give me a line. So, yeah, you know, I mean, you just broke up with your previous partner, you know, so, I mean, it must be stressful. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, uh, it's, it was emotional, mom. Um, yeah, you see, I'm wearing these goggles that I should be skiing, but they're sunglasses, right? Brooks Marks tracksuit. <laughs> I I feel like it's very Kardashian. Did anyone else feel oh. like they were reenacting? Like, hi, it, the, the vocal fry. I can't even, it like hurts. I just want to know, yeah. did they like go to the Kardashian school of reality TV? Over this so bad for season? her son. It's not the same Meredith Marks anymore. I have no idea what's happening. The rumors, the nastiness. 
You, you can leave. I know. Listen, I with her English accent, like where she picks up with an English accent, that's what happens to me with a southern accent. It just be coming out when I get upset. Like that's what that, that's where her English accent. People are like, where did it come from? I'm like, she always she's just buried it a lot. Now it's coming out. I will say though, um, I do love though when Brooks, even though I was mocking you, Brooks, if you hear this. We I still love you. Yes. It's all comedic fun. And I do tracksuits, yeah. Um, <laughs> I do think though that Brooks, when he said something like, Oh, I get stretched all the time. Yes. By guys. He's like, I oh, I get stretched all the time, mom. I'm like, oh. Like it just comes out of nowhere. But allegedly I heard Meredith lives more in New York City and Manhattan than in Salt Lake in Park City. She's mm. she's a New Yorker basically now with her son. Okay, mm. that seems to fit her style more. I think yeah. she's she's like I feel like she would be cold and lonely in Utah. Like she don't like the cold probably, and yeah, uh, uh-uh. and her husband. I mean, they talk about like I, I, when they talked about the toe in the tank that scene when they did the bathtub scene and the toe. You mean when and- like. She was getting as close to his taint. Maybe it's because she's so freezing that she just needs to find a warm spot. She was putting her toe in his tank. And I, she, the way they talked about it, I just never could unhear that again. Well, like, maybe was, she's like, like putting the toe in his butthole, you know? Some guys yeah, like that. Yeah, that's what I think she was saying. I know. And she was just like doing it like, oh, but the big toe in the tank, like, and the cameras are rolling. Like, what the f- is going on right now? But Meredith, I think, is what I like about Salt Lake City is to me, they're the most humorous, like they're making fun of all the Real Housewives shows. It's almost as if you put the, like I said, SNL, they're the SNL Housewives. (laughs) And I think it works. Like Whitney always thinks she's delivering the truth. And I think she always thinks she's delivering the valedictorian speech. And then it's like, oh, Whitney. You just don't know. I want no. to love Whitney so much, I but I just, I am just like, sometimes certain things she says, I'm like, oh no, Whitney. I know. Like, Monica, Monica, please. I tell love Angie Monica. The gossip. You must tell Angie. I love Angie. Angie has been wonderful, like reaching out. And oh, I love what please. she's doing, like saying, Meredith, don't leave. You can't leave right now. and Meredith's like I don't have time for this like I'm disengaging Meredith's like an alien to me I I don't know I want to know what's happening she's very mysterious to me Mm. but Xanax (laughs) you what I said Xanax and alcohol Uh, you will see many different personalities of people I want to see more of Monica though like, yeah. I feel like she kind of has solidified herself as a potster, but at the same time, I feel like her potstering comes from a place of, wait a minute, one of you said this, <laughs> another of you said that, what is the truth? Like, she just very, but like, I also appreciated the shit out of her when she was just like, yeah, well, Angie was wrong in this situation and I called her out for it. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, to yeah. Whitney, like, why are you mad at me? Because I was trying to be essentially a good friend, you know, yeah. to be like, hey, telling my 
friend, like, hey, no, you're you're stepping out of line here. Yeah. 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 I mean, I liked her until she said she was the feds. <laughs> And then she, you know, just was like, yeah, sure, I'll testify. I love to testify. I love it. Mm-hmm. I have four kids. I have no problem putting them in danger, testifying for this criminal ring that they've been um, investigating for 10 fucking years. But I have known her 10 days, and she offered me 65K, and that qualified. Are you guys going to pay me to testify? Okay, cool. We're good. <laughs> and that is why like- she's on the Housewives. <laughs> Exactly. Well, she's like, if it takes that- me, be- yeah. and I think we should clear this up for everyone listening, because Lindsay, you know this more than anyone else. Anyone yeah. who gets cast on The Real Housewives, the producers pick them because they have fucking skeletons that are gonna come out that's gonna cause a mess. Mm-hmm. Like yes. they don't just choose the girl next door who loves to <laughs> get her cupcakes and she knows the mailman. No. Like, and that's, that's why what... Angie mm-hmm. Harrington isn't on anymore. I love Angie Harrington, but she yes. is clean cut. She is intellectual. She is, she is nuanced. She's amazing, yes. but she's she's too clean cut for this show. I am here with the co-owner of one of my favorite stores here in Port Jefferson Village, New York. It is called The Soapbox. So Janine said, Andrew, I have these four products you need to get your hands on. It's called Four for Fall. So she's going to go over these four products. I know first you have a soap for me. What is the soap? I I have a soap for you. It is called Apple Fighter Shea Butter Soap. It's by a company called Greenwich Bay. And this is a great soap because you can use it for your hands or your body. And it has a delicious apple cider scent. And I think you're actually already familiar with it. Yes, it is in my shower. I still have it. It lasts a very long time. Great lather. The lather is wonderful. It's just so luxurious. And I love the scent into November. You know, this apple cider just it evokes so many cozy feelings. Oh. After the soap, we have something that you can add on to yes. in the shower. So what is this? This is a wonderful, wonderful um, exfoliating shower scrub. It is by a company called Primal Almonds, and it's a sugar whip shower scrub. And the scent is pumpkin spice. It's a moisturizing sugar scrub. So it's tiny little sugar granules. And it's something that you would use after you shower twice a week because you don't want to strip your skin of your natural um, oils and your your moisture, but it's wonderful. It just really exfoliates all that dead skin and leaves your skin very smooth and soft from all the um, the sugar. So after I use the exfoliant right now, we need to moisturize. So yeah. I know you have a really nice fall body lotion for us. Absolutely. Um, this is just such a delicious scent. This is one of my favorites for fall. It is The scent is Orchard Breeze. And it's by a company called Michelle Design Works. Um, This is another product that you can use hand or body, hand and body. Um, It's great. You can place it um, on your vanity, just a couple of pumps for your hands or use it on your entire body, but it's shea butter based. So it's extremely moisturizing. Um, It's just wonderful. And the scent is just lovely. We need something more deep for our face. Everyone wants face masks. And I know that you absolutely love this company and this product. This is one of my favorite masks by one of my favorite companies that we carry and we support. The company is called Farmhouse Fresh and they're right out of Texas. The mask is called Splendid Dirt and it's a nutrient-rich mud mask. Um, It consists of pumpkin puree, 
And the benefits of this mask, uh, it's a pore minimizer, a radiance booster, and a skin degunker. So it's an all-around great mask. If you really want a boost of radiance, it brightens your skin and it really cleanses your pores. If they live on Long Island or near Long Island, you know, what is your address uh, for them to come into the store? We're located at 18 Chandler Square in Port Jefferson, New York, right in the village. Um, and if you can't make it, you have to come in because we just have so much fun stuff in here. So many wonderful products. Um, but if you can't make it in, please give us a call. We're more than happy to um, ship any of these wonderful, all any of these wonderful products to you. Um, uh, call us at 631-509-1424. You could always um, reach us on Instagram at the soapbox NY, or you could always um, check us out on our website, soapbox NY. Um, and yeah, there's so many ways to access your so products ways to reach us. And Janine is more than happy. And Mariana, the other co-owner. My mom, actually. Yes. yes my mother. Are so willing to take your orders yes. via phone, via Instagram. And I can't wait for everyone else to enjoy these luxurious products. Imagine that you're riding the Turner Classic movie, Great Movie Ride, in Hollywood Studios. It's in the 1990s. As you're journeying through the Great Movie Ride, you pass the Wizard of Oz, where all of a sudden you see the Wicked Witch of the West ascend into Munchkinland in a cloud of smoke and flames. Well, that's the memory I have with the Great Movie Ride in classic cinema when I was at Disney in the 1990s as a young boy. And ever since that, I was hooked on classic cinema. Well, my friend Christian Garcia, friend of the Ivory Tower Boiler Room, has a podcast that you all are going to love. It's called That Old Gay Classic Cinema, and he looks at queer themes in classic cinema, like Vertigo, The Wizard of Oz, Sleeping Beauty, Mary Poppins, 101 Dalmatians, Hello Dolly, the list can go on and on and on. So follow him on Instagram at That Old Gay Classic Cinema. You can listen to his podcast on Apple and Spotify. And he also is on the premiere episode of our Queer as Folk podcast, where I'm re-watching every episode of Queer as Folk from 2000. And the episodes come out bi-weekly. So make sure you listen to his episode with me. And he's launching a rewatch show of Smash, where they're putting on a Marilyn Monroe musical. So he's going to be joined by co-hosts, a lot who are in the Broadway and theater industry, and I'm going to be on his first episode. So without further ado, get listening to That Old Gay Classic Cinema. Enjoy. Are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> Sorry, I had to, everyone. It's Dr. Andrew Rimby. Happy spooky season and gothic and horror. Just all the vibes. I am so excited to talk about Broadview Press, who you might know helps sponsor our podcast. They're an independent publisher in the humanities since 1985. Did you know they have so many horror novels that you need to get your hands on? They have Frankenstein, of course, by Mary Shelley. They have Dracula by Bram Stoker, one of my favorites. They have The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde by Robert Louis Stevenson, Edgar Allan Poe's Poetry and Tales. Oh, they just have so many gothic novels that you all need to soak your teeth into. Bob your teeth into <laughs> some kind of Halloween metaphor is appropriate there. They also have 
academic books like Dr. Jeffrey Andrew Weinstock's The Mad Scientist Guide to Composition. So if you're a writing professor out there, you need to get your hands on that. And they also have a gift package called Mystery Horror Sensation, which if you don't know what to choose, just choose the Mystery Horror Sensation gift package. Just a reminder, you get 20% off on broadviewpress.com, link in our show notes. Just use the code Ivory Tower, all lowercase. Ivory Tower, 20% off all your books on broadviewpress.com. All of them. I can't wait for you all to hear our next Broadview Press guest. It's coming in November. And definitely when you buy one of their horror or gothic novels or books, just make sure you tag us on Instagram at Ivory Tower Boiler Room and tag them too at Broadview Press. I know they'll love to share it. Okay, everyone. Be careful if you're reading in the dark. I don't want you to get too scared. Turn a light on. Bye, everyone. Yes. And I hate yes. that, but I also feel like that's why they're like, yes, this is why Monica is going to be the shitster of this show because technically she's the lowest on the totem pole, but yet yeah. everyone can kind of relate to her in some way, shape, or form. Regardless of what it them. is. Yeah, she mm-hmm. knows she knows all the, all the skeletons. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, she, like I wanted to hate her when she came out with her Jen Shaw nonsense. I really just want to be like, no, do not start this season on a bad foot. Like, come on, girl. Yeah. You know, but yeah. Oh, wait. So we have one more show and then we're wrapping. We're wrapping our own reunion here. This has felt like a real housewives reunion. <laughs> I'm like, how much shit have I said about someone? I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) But, oh, I do want to ask, do you think, Meredith, this is a heavy question. I know, not as lighthearted as others. Do you think Meredith is as much of an LGBTQ ally as she says she is? After talking about rumors around Angie's husband maybe being gay. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I don't know. I would hate. I mean, I feel like Meredith is a little bit like she goes with what's in style because last year it was mental health. And I was hoping to see like her do some real advocacy work for mental health because she had mentioned her nephew. I think I don't want to say addiction issues for sure, because but I know that there were mental health issues and possibly, you know, um, like him not wanting to basically live. And so I was hoping to see more of her pursue, like expose some of that, but we didn't see it. But the relationship between Brooks and his sister, what is up with that? Do you guys see that in some of the pictures and stuff? Have you guys seen any of that? No, tell what what's happening in these pictures. It's just very, um, uh, like last year they took family photos in those silk outfits. And there was a photo of her and Brooks and like, I don't think Brooks kind of had his arm around her neck, you know, something, but there's been another photo now, or it was a TikTok that came out and it was very cringe. Like, yeah, I'm looking it up right now as you're talking. Yeah. I have to see what's going on. People were like, like, is that really his sister? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's Chloe in the picture. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, they, I don't know. I just think they're like a really free family and like, 
they like to keep Meredith happy and Meredith likes status in the community and she likes to be a party lay. And so that's what, what Brooks is and like the daughter's out living her own life and the husband's just probably working and I don't, I mean, he seems like a really funny, nice guy. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. I like that. I mean, that. for all we know, Brooks and his sister were just taking a funny picture that, you know, yeah. you know, looks awkward. Well, and do people, you remember but, that, you know, Brooks is actually, he was on Broadway as a child. Like he was a child. Yeah. Actor. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Yeah. Cause I always find it in- like interesting when Meredith gets asked, which is true. Like, why is your son almost the substitute for Seth? Like, the son is as if that's mm-hmm. that's her counterpart um, on the show. And I yes. feel like that's not a fair assessment either, because I feel like when you're going to be put in the public light the way that they are, you know, certain family members should have a right to say, like, nah, I don't want to be a part of that, or... I don't want to be as much of a part of it as I was in previous years and things like that. You know, like I just mm. when people start bringing that stuff up where they're like, oh, well, they weren't in the show before. Why did they start to now? It's like because they're allowed to change their fucking mind like they're human. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, if they decided to leave the show like they're allowed to do that as well. For sure. Um, I also wanted to point out, um, I like that Monica's like broke though. I like that she's broke and I like that she talks about it because I appreciate that. Um yes. because she called Lisa Barlow. I like Lisa Barlow, but if you have a sixty thousand dollar ring, don't you have insurance? You a smart enough woman to know you must have enough assets to know that you're not gonna put a sixty thousand dollar ring, you're gonna travel with it to fucking California and have no insurance on your ring. <laughs> Well, and then I was Lisa with Monica say, that entire argument. And I was just like, why does Lisa hate her? Like, oh my God, Lisa, yeah. I, mean, I, I love like, you, but Lisa. Yeah, I like Lisa so much, but I did think it was good that Monica checked her because yes. I think like all the women were surprised um, thinking, wow, we're now going to talk about social class. Like, <laughs> they didn't know they were going to get that lesson from Monica. And I just have to say, Lisa, just to let you know, Lisa Barlow, um, Middle class people do not purchase things like that. <laughs> like just to <laughs> let just you know, FYI, know Lisa. You live in Salt Lake City, so there are you... yeah, yeah, sorry. and Salt Lake City has more middle class people than like upper middle class one percenters. Um, mm. I've been to Salt Lake City. It's a very mm. like working class, middle class area. So. I've heard stuff about the girls from there, though. I've heard, like, that the girls, like, the Mormon girls are very upkept, like, within, like, their hair, their nails, their eyelash, like, that the women in Salt Lake are very pretty and very um, well, like, manicured, and that you kind of have to keep up with that if you want to be, like, attractive in the community, because they're very kept women or something. Yes, yes. There's mm-hmm. a, there's that ideal beauty of womanhood and domesticity yes angie harrington talks about that actually on dana wilkie's podcast so there you go she's very beautiful yeah Yeah. angie's very pretty yeah but i think what i'm just saying is like there's enough people that lisa barlow would know like what the middle class is doing and lisa i think also grew up in a middle class family actually near albany new york that's where lisa's from um but 
I think Lisa was also poking the bear and being funny and, you know, As they, they know what they're should. doing when the cameras are going and rolling. <laughs> they need to be a little humorous. Okay. So Orange County, again, enjoy your Slurpee, Lisa, and <laughs> have fun. And also, Mary, like... I just have to say, Mary, remember when Mary put Lisa down for eating Taco Bell as her diet? Yeah. And then Mary's just <laughs> And then she went and turned around and ordered McDonald's? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've heard from other podcasts that they were like, McDonald's must have paid for an ad that they were oh, they just did. like, and Mary, we just need you to order McDonald's. But like, we don't care what you want. Like, Wait, just the McDonald's in order. Just with Monica, remember? Monica's. They went through the drive-thru at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. McDonald's is backing Bravo. Basically, McDonald's, McDonald's are- is taking all the free publicity they can get from Bravo right now. They're basically just waiting for Bravo to send them the bill of like. No, no. I think, I think McDonald's, they must be doing a collab because not Arby's. Sorry. Lisa had done a Wendy's collab. Yes. So mm. Maybe they saw Wendy's. This is how companies think though. They saw the popularity with Lisa and Wendy's and they're like, we need our McDonald's logo. Mm-hmm. They got and jobs. they were like, Lisa, sit out of this group event and insist you need to go to McDonald's. <laughs> if we see but McDonald's Also, again, I feel like is very on par for Mary and which I was just all for that McDonald's. Inter- I was like, yes, just- Oh I was my like, God, maybe we'll see Meredith in the bathtub with a Big Mac. <laughs> Okay, so Orange <laughs> County are, I know we've like, this is such a, like, we've taken your time, Lindsay. I appreciate you being no, here for all this no, time. I, I know. I'm flattered. I love this. I love this okay. stuff. This is fun for me. So Orange County just wrapped. I was saying to Mary before we hit record, snooze fest at the reunion. I thought the series, I liked it better than the reunion. The reunion's supposed to be spicy. Sometimes I like to watch the reunions of past seasons more than the actual season. But if you would like, I will give a recap of the spiciest moment of the OC, which was Yeah, yes. please, Mary, tell us what happened. My children. <laughs> children, Shannon, my children. Oh god, good Gina. At the accent. Thank you. Um, she is good. I just couldn't help myself. Yeah. I actually think that Rick and Kelly's show, their recap is sometimes more juicy and steamy than what I see on the show. I agree a thousand percent with you. I would usually like to watch the recap versus actually watching the show. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, with and you. Kelly Dodd has the best Gina. I mean, Mary, your accent was good, but she'll be like, coming up, coming up. <laughs> no, I love all of them. That was just, you know, I, I can't it. I can't do Gina justice, but that was just, I was just like, okay. Uh, that's the I moment like of... I love Taylor Armstrong's craziness. Like, this mm-hmm. is going to be the dirtiest reunion you've ever seen. I think she went to the same acting school as Meredith Marks. Uh, they must all be. Yeah, where they get Xanax and vodka. <laughs> That's where. It's not, it's not, it's actually a doctor. It's not even, it's not. This may be an unpopular opinion, but I kind of like Heather Dubrow. Like oh, I, I like Heather. her and Terry. Yeah. I love them together. You know, I do feel that Heather was, you know, so for me, I started the season or I started with um, 
Orange County, like at the beginning with Vicki Gunnelson, with yes. Joe, with Lori, yes. with, you know, like I remember the OG OC group, you know, and I remember when Tara came in or t- uh, yeah, when Tamara came in and just was totally stirring shit up. And I was just like, yes, that is her role. So to see her come back this season, I ha- like I was happy for it. But I also was like, Tamara, girl, you got sloppy. Like, everyone knows you're talking about them. Like, I feel like before it was a very, like, you know, I don't know. Like, I just feel like she was better at covering it up. And I feel like it was more of a journey to figure out where Tamara's lies started and where the truth began. So, like, I was happy that she was back, but then when she was just, like, going for Heather constantly, I was just like, Tamara, girl, you got sloppy. Like, everyone can pinpoint this drama back to you, whereas I feel before you were really good at covering your tracks. And, you know, however, though, I am happy that she's back. I think she's a great shit stirrer. I think she is an asset to the show. I will never I think not Lindsay hate disagrees. her. I can see it in her face. Please go for it. I mean, I want to love and respect Tamara just because she had a great run. You know what I mean? She was one of, you know, when she first came on the scene, she's like, I'm the hottest housewife. And she was dealing with Simon. And like when she got divorced from him, I felt bad. Like she, I feel like he treated her pretty poorly. But mm. then we hear about her getting this apartment and got no food in it. Ain't never seen the kids. She's out here effing Eddie and filming bathtub scenes while there's no food in the fridge. And I can kind of see a little bit of somebody who has to be had by a man in Tamra because you can see it in her mother. They have to be had. They're not women that are single. Hashtag independent. They got to be had. And so sometimes uh, men become a priority over your children and you, and and maybe that's kind of what we've seen here with like their relationship with Sydney but Ryan as far is as the go, yeah um I mean oh I like Ryan I think- oh no I love her I love Sydney. her child Ryan no, too Sydney. but at the same time I feel like he got oh sorry I'm talking about Ryan Jen's husband Jen oh. Pedranti's oh, husband I no, love no, him no. I'm so attracted <laughs> to him again I want to like wear his like bedazzled jacket and i think i might steal him from jen like you know we'll be just laying on the beach naked together ryan and i (laughs) i know jen was my favorite first season housewife i thought she did a great job she did she really did she took one for the team she took it hard from Tamara. i felt like and i'm confused by her too though like she got these kids and the husband, ex-husband's working with her family in Oklahoma. What is happening there, though? What do we really think is happening? I mean... There's definitely some incestual thing going on, or at least from my opinion, from, like, the way that I'm looking at it. Like, I feel like Jen is like, okay, this relationship is over and done with. However, I feel like her mother is not over and done with the relationship. The relationship. The ex. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Jen, yeah, Jen seems really yeah. grounded, though. Doesn't yeah. Jen, though? Jen seems like that person who, you know, really the way she took it from Tamara, it shows how self-actualized she is. Like she seems, I mean, on the one hand, in her 
spiritual life, she seems fully formed. When it comes to Ryan, again, if she thinks that she's fine in the relationship, maybe she's okay that maybe they're open. Again, I thought maybe they're just in an open relationship. Mm -hmm. you know well, i mean what i might put up might not be something you put up you know what i'm saying like you gotta take with the good with the bad somebody might be a cheater but they you know are, are a b and c and d and they're so you're willing to let the cheating go or maybe they i don't know it could be whatever mm -hmm. but you every woman is gonna take different so you can't criticize and crucify the woman because she's looking over an extra because you know we know tamra's looked over all of them have shannon all of them they, yeah. they're all out there sleeping with each other out there in orange yeah. county because it's a small little yeah what if taylor and jen are together and ryan's with eddie i'm just kidding such a rumor no but i do think um or even if tamra and jen like they were swingers Mm. Both of their relationships. Hey. Tamara's willing to do anything at this point. I feel like she's like, whatever is going to secure me, I will go work with Teddy Mellencamp. I will eat her mm -hmm. hoo -ha if I have to. to stay and I listen to Two T's all the time. I do. I find yeah. it. I like Teddy in Two T's. I find her more exciting in podcasting than when she was on the Two. Beverly Hills. I will say Emily Simpson has been amazing as a co-host on Two T's. Cynthia Bailey's mm. great. Um, love Cynthia. Yeah, love, love Cynthia. Cynthia. I will say Tamara likes to put herself down intellectually, and that I don't like when someone says, "Oh, I would never read a book." And Tamara says that all the time, and I'm like, "Why are you putting yourself down?" And that's yeah. where I love Debro because mm -hmm. Heather's not afraid to be nuanced, on top of things witty like she's not going to shrink herself for a man mm -mm. and I, I feel think like this season specifically she i mean maybe not necessarily for a man but like specifically this season she was just like i'm not selling my short myself short for anyone you know like mm -hmm. i mean she sold her house for fucking 55 million dollars no yeah. one else fucking does that you know no and I saw a video of her. There's a guy on TikTok. He's called Joy of Everything. He runs live stream outside of Craig's and all the Hollywood hotspots like during the week and the weekend. And he caught Heather DeBro and Terry going into Craig's. And she's very slender in real life, but she's very, very pretty and she's tall. And you're right. Her and Terry just like make a good couple. They Whatever they got worked out, which we've heard from Kelly Dodd that he has extracurricular activities at his job. Like, we, you know, this could be the other life out there. They live a fast life in California, and, and California, there everything's a little bit more acceptable. I mean, if well, that is the reality, then it hurts my heart. But you know, <laughs> yeah, but just also because I've seen his reality show with the plastic surgery and like that. I know. Again, I'm the true crime person, so I have really weird, morbid curiosities and people getting surgery done and like having themselves cut open in order to look better. I am like, oh, yeah, let me see. How does that work? Mm -hmm. OK, where are you cutting open? OK, all right. Well, and I'll also say what I know a lot of straight people. I'm not straight, so I can say it. Monogamy is not the like the end all be all. Like monogamy, mm -hmm. I think, is a fake construction that we've created in society under capitalism. Mm. I'm giving like a whole mm. critique no, right now. No. But I think some people think you have to be monogamous to be happy. 
But mm -hmm. in the gay community, we have so many open relationships. People have threesomes. Like you can mm -hmm. have different types of ways of dating or being married. Mm -hmm. And I think in the straight community, you have such a taboo around people, you know, mm -hmm. being yeah. swingers mm -hmm. or like defining themselves differently from the white picket fence life that mm -hmm. I hope to see in the Real Housewives that it's not something taboo anymore. Like someone could just what? say, oh, yeah, I'm in an open relationship. And then it's not a big I deal. I feel like... Hi, did I mention that it's spooky season? This is Dr. Andrew Rimby, and guess what? I have so many Halloween and fall designs and crafts in my apartment. And guess what? There is a person who's made me so many Halloween horror fall-themed items, and her name is Mandy Bengal. She owns Mandy Made It, a craft crochet company. So... Mandy talked to me and said, Andrew, I want everyone out there to know that if they mention ITBR and that they heard my ad, that I will give them a free ITBR t-shirt. So make sure you mention ITBR and order from Mandy crocheted pumpkins that she actually is using cinnamon sticks as the stem, which is a brilliant idea. How cozy. And also filling the pumpkins with potpourri. I already want to wrap myself in a blanket. She has Halloween keychains, other Halloween crochet designs. So how can you reach out to her? Go to her Facebook or Instagram, at Mandy Made It. Reach out to her. She will ship items out to you. If you live in the South New Jersey, Philly area, she'll arrange to have you either pick it up or deliver it to you. So Mandy just makes such beautiful crocheted items. And I'm so happy that she supports the podcast. I've known Mandy since I was a child. We were in theater camp together. That's how I met Mary. So the three of us have known each other a long time. Okay, head over to Mandy Made It for your handmade crocheted items for this Halloween and fall. LGBT stories are universal, but each one speaks to the individual heart and soul of the writer telling it. Do you have a story to tell? Or have you been moved by an LGBT book, film, painting, television show, or other form of media? Then the Gay and Lesbian Review wants to hear from you. The GNLR believes in bringing awareness to queer art and artists through reviews, commentary, and thought pieces in which the author relates their personal lives to a particular piece of art, a novel, a movie. In addition to the print magazine, the GNLR also publishes articles on its blog. So you can see all of this on glreview.org. That's G-L-R-E-V-I-E-W.org. Remember, you get 50% off your subscription of the GL Review magazine when you use the promo code ITBR50. That's 50% off your print or digital subscription when you use promo code ITBR50. To learn more about submitting an article for the GNLR, Visit their writer's guidelines. The link is located at the bottom of their homepage. And if you have any questions, email Stephen Hemrick. That's S-T-E-P-H-E-N dot H-E-M-R-I-C-K at glreview.org. The GNLR and its readers can't wait to see what you have to say. Hi, this is Dr. Andrew Rimby, and I'm so excited to shout out the Gay and Lesbian Review, who is helping to sponsor the ITBR podcast. For all of you out there, 
The Gay and Lesbian Review is a bi-monthly magazine where you can discover new things about gay and lesbian literature, history, and culture. And the GL Review publishes essays in a wide range of disciplines, as well as a slew of reviews of books, plays, and movies, and a number of special features, such as artist profiles and their popular art memo column. Each issue of the magazine brings you consistently intelligent, lively, thought-provoking articles focused on a unifying theme. For example, their September-October issue centers on the theme Cracking the Closet. So, starting the 19th century, a number of artists and writers found ways to crack the closet by expressing their sexuality between the lines or in the interstices of their work. For example, Ignacio Darnad, who is a friend of the ITBR podcast, he's been on our show, writes all about illustrator J.C. Leyendecker, whose work for Ivory Soap and Arrow Collars gave him plenty of opportunities to draw pictures of well-dressed and at times scantily dressed American men. And you also can find an article by Vernon Rosario, who has been on the podcast, and he talks about the quest for sex in the Middle Ages. So to subscribe, visit glreview.org. That's G-L-R-E-V-I-E-W.org. Click subscribe. So on their website, go all the way over to the right-hand side, and you'll see the button subscribe. Click subscribe and enter the promo code ITBR50 because you're getting 50% off your subscription to the print or digital edition of the Gay and Lesbian Review magazine. I can't wait for you all to have your copy of the Gay and Lesbian Review magazine and make sure that you take a picture when your magazine arrives or when you're reading it online and tag the GL Review on Instagram and ITBR and we'll share it out in our stories. Enjoy your reading, everyone. Bronwyn Burke tried to do that, though, yep. on the OC, and they kind of shut it down because I feel like Tamara was, like, ready to be the three in the threesome then. Like, you know, they were making out. Bronwyn and Tamara were making out, guys. Don't forget. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... I don't know. I mean, and now she, I think married, she's, I think she got remarried to a woman and I think they're doing a reality show in New York or something. Oh, up good. North. I love Bronwyn. Yeah. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. um, okay. So I think as we're, I think they really thought this is going to be a two-parter. So welcome to part two, if you're in it, <laughs> but we'll be done soon. I promise. So we're not on all night. Uh, we'll be like uh, doing a sleepover, you know, uh, <laughs> show soon, but um I will say I agree with you, Mary. I think they thought they were going to take down Heather Dubrow. And I still wonder if Heather's going to Beverly Hills just because, like, the path is laid. Um, I would like, maybe they're like, her. now that Taylor's on Orange County, it's a swap. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I do think Heather would fit in with Beverly Hills, their conversation. So easily, I feel like. Yes. Me and too. I also feel like she wouldn't have to deal with the stress of being damned if she did, damned if she don't, you know? Yeah. Which I did really feel for her because she, like, I felt like she really did want to tell certain people about the sale of her house. Mm -hmm. But at the same time felt that, like, really did feel like if she was just like, yeah, by the way, I sold my house and we sold it for this amount that people would have thought, oh, I'm just bragging. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, for sure. And I mean, maybe being around more prestigious, like women with more money, she would feel more comfortable talking about her money Mm -hmm. is what I'm thinking. You know what I mean? But I think that still goes back to like, you have to move in silence because not everyone is going to be happy for you. And they don't always want to see you get blessed. And so you just have to keep your blessings to yourself sometimes in life, sadly. And I do think when you're on The Real Housewives, the majority do not the majority do not have the means that they say they do. It's all smoke and mirrors. So when you are someone with means, you have to be around people who aren't screaming wealth and are faking. And I feel like <laughs> yeah. Orange County is the one where they're really tryhards. Like they're living way, you know, Jersey does it too. That lives above their means. I mean, um, and I like at I like in Roni that they're not really trying to scream wealth. Like it's not, I don't get, I don't get that from the women. Like, I don't think they're trying to pretend that they're living in a certain lifestyle, mm-hmm. but I, feel like I think Roni, oh, I should ask, do you think if any other show needs a reboot, like what happened to Roni, should it be Orange County? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're next. I feel bad for Atlanta. I don't want to see Atlanta get a whole new reboot. But I'm, I mean, they got some issues over there. They got to work out with producers and Kenya and Candy and all them. But I mean, it, Orange County, I I don't think bringing Heather back was enough. If bringing Tamar back wasn't enough. Bringing Taylor back wasn't enough. Like, we got to figure something out. I hate to say it, but maybe do we need to bring Slade back? I don't know. I got 1.8 million views on a video of Slade. Like, I'm and Gretchen. Like, right. oh man. Like, yeah, I, I still don't remember know. Slade from like the very, like literally the very beginning season. With I Joe. think. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like their whole situation ship, because they were literally the only group at the time that wasn't officially married. Uh huh. Yep. But what is Crazy. it about these bad boys in Orange County that just like make a stroll? Isn't there something about their aesthetic, like Ryan Slade, like they like, see, yeah, like it's kind of like Vanderpump nice to look at, But like I was also like when they brought him back with Gretchen, I was kind of like, oh, I thought we were over this with Joe. Like I didn't, I didn't need you to come back. Like you weren't the reason. You know, like yeah. you're 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 pretty, you're cute to look yeah. at, but like. Yeah. So, I want to see problem. them bring back Lori's daughter. I want them to bring Lori's daughter on. Lori, from the beginning, do you guys remember? She was Vicky's yes! assistant, and she had a daughter. And she had a daughter. She had a beautiful daughter. Remember, mm-hmm. the son was on struggling with drugs. And the daughter, they were kind of talking about that online. They brought her in to bartend on Watch What Happens Live, and then we just really never heard anything else about it. And I would have really, I would like to see her on. Mm-hmm. Put a young thing on there for yeah, me. I please. agree. I'm really excited for, well, when we have you back on, Lindsay, we're going to delve into the beginning of Beverly Hills, what's happening. Maybe it's Mm going to be more dramatic than I think. I don't think so. Um, Me either. uh, Miami, I'm more excited about. So the Miami women, we'll talk about them. Um, I love Lisa. Yes. (laughs) And then um, we should talk about our predictions for when the next girls trip will come out with the Roni women, but also what's happening. Where the hell is Brandy Glanville season? Cause I love Brandy Glanville and I'll say it. 
I want yeah. Uba and Brandy on the same girls trip. Oh, I mean, did you guys see where Phaedra and Brandy and somebody else, Phaedra, Brandy, and some and Gretchen took their own like girls trip to the Hamptons and they ran like an article in OK Magazine and they, yeah. I think they got it like, you know, they got vendors and stuff for free and they like did their own little girls trip to the Hamptons, which, which I was like, go you guys. Like, yeah. well, and Phaedra we all know Uber would be here for it because there's provisions. That's mm -hmm. true. But you know, Phaedra is on the traders, Sheree's on the traders. Um, I love that Traders reality show. Oh, I haven't I haven't gotten into that. I'm gonna have to look into that. And I'm watching House of Villains with Jax Taylor and Amarosa. Oh my god, Amarosa is just I love her. She's <laughs> she's now see, she's a an OG villain that I love to hate. Mm -hmm. Like she's mm -hmm. what I think people think Mary Cosby is. No. Amarosa <laughs> is the one I love to hate. Like you can't touch Amorosa. Um, no. But uh, House of Villains, I recommend to everyone out there. It is good. Okay. I'll have to look into that for real because I haven't had a chance. I'm going to look into that. Yeah. You know, I, not everything's on Bravo. I <laughs> saw the tiniest little bit of it and was just like obsessed because I saw Amorosa. Like, I already knew Jax Taylor was going to be on it. So I knew I was in it for his drama. But then I saw her and I was just like, Oh shit, I need to start this from the beginning. Like this little bit before I go to sleep is not gonna it's not gonna cut it. Like I just need to watch the episode because this is going wow. to be amazing. Wait, are you going to as we tease for the next, you know, as we tease for when you come back, Lindsay, are you going to BravoCon? Yes. Um, I don't know yet. I'm like, I don't think so. I'm kind of I'm not really happy with the setup. I don't really like the. I think the prices are outrageous. Um, I think that people that bought tickets be mindful that it's every show that's on Bravo. It's not going to be just Housewives. You know what I'm saying? Like if you looked at the roster, you're you were getting like uh one New Jersey panel on Saturday and one New Jersey panel on Sunday. So like one day will be like Teresa Louie that side and the next day will be like Melissa Joan and them on the others. You're getting a lot of Vanderpump rules, like Summer House, um, Below Deck, and those aren't shows I necessarily follow as closely as Housewives. And honestly, I like to catch them like I would be stalking them after. I'd be like, where are we going to have dinner though? <laughs> are we going to Drea's nightclub tonight or not? Like I would be outside the room with a glass. Like, where are we going tonight, ladies? <laughs> like, I'm just gonna show up because I don't know. I like to catch them in a more of like an authentic environment. And I just BravoCon, yeah. I don't know, it's too expensive. I mean, like, I just think that's really Well, don't just you know, don't go to catch if you're in New yeah. York. Just don't go there. Yeah, Apparently yeah. that's the place. Well, no, it's in Vegas. Go. It's in Vegas, Mary. That's why I'm also not that mm. interested. Not that I don't like Vegas. I do. But like, I also, I agree with you, Lindsay. I'm going to be covering Lindsay. We'll, I'm sure I'm going to be listening to all the two T's in a pod interviews from BravoCon. I'm going to be yes. watching the live streams from BravoCon. That I know mm -hmm. those in the podcast and blog, uh, they're not bloggers. I just made that <laughs> whole argument. But in the entertainment world of the housewives, do um, I just feel like if I go there, I'm not going to be taken seriously by the talent. Like they're just yeah. like, oh, you're a fan of mine. 
Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Now I thought about going to Vegas for the weekend just because like, why not? I'm sure like they're going to be out at Caesars and the different nightclubs, you know, Vegas is only so big and I'm sure they're going to want to whoop it up because they're going to be, you know, away from home. But uh, yeah, I don't like to fan. I don't like to fan either. I don't like to do that either. I love Teresa, so I was happy to go support a live event and, you know, meet her. That, I think, is okay, but, like, $1,300, $1,400 plus Vegas, plus room and board, like, plus, like, that's, I already give Bravo enough free shit. I'm paying them, too. No way. Yeah, like, what's the networking incentive for us? Nothing. Nothing. A cease and desist. (laughs) More cease and desist. Another cease and desist. Okay, well, Lindsay, where can everyone follow you? This has been amazing. Thank you for your time. No, thank you guys for having me. I'd love to set up. We should do this like once a month or something. Just figure it out. And then, yeah, and then like every Wednesday or Friday of the month or whatever, we do it. And then that way our people can kind of come together and follow. Uh, I love a schedule on this. I I but, like uh, yeah, housewives, for it. Yes, yeah. Housewives 411. I had to start a new YouTube channel because my old YouTube channel got demonetized. So um, in order for me Ooh. to keep creating free content, you know, I don't want to have to be like big, do a Patreon. You know, I have a Patreon and I have a couple of people and I give, you know, do like bonus episodes here and there. But I really enjoy just giving people free YouTube content. Like I get a lot of people that are like my YouTube for you page doesn't look the same anymore. And it's to blame because you have so many people that have left YouTube because of demonetization from housewives that are messing with them and hacking and you know, it's the, it's the viewers that lose out on it, sadly. So I'm like, please go follow my new YouTube channel so I can give you guys free content, or you can go follow my new podcast, which is Housewives 411 as well. Awesome. Well, we'll have you back, Lindsay, to talk all things BravoCon and the shows that are premiering. Mary, great to have you in the Real Housewives universe. Mary wasn't always like, as an aficionado as I was. So I've kind of, I think I've influenced Mary in my- I was always back and forth. I always like touched my toe in, but never was like, let me go full in. And then Andrew was like, no, it's it's totally fine to go full in. There's there's no worries. Yeah, she's yeah, done it. She's no. done it. So love that we're collaborating. Thank you, Lindsay. And to everyone Thank out you. there, enjoy your messy- gossipy, steamy, crazed housewives. Hi, this is Dr. Andrew Rimby. I want to thank you so much for listening to the ITBR and TCIA episodes. Make sure if you don't, follow, rate, and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also, make sure you follow ITBR on TikTok and Instagram at Ivory Tower Boiler Room and TCIA on TikTok and Instagram at True Crime and Academia. Also, we have a brand new Patreon membership system. So I just want to explain it to you all quickly. So if you want to become an ITBR student, it is $5 a month. You get ad-free ITBR and TCIA episodes and video interviews. If you want to become an ITBR professor for $10 a month, you get all of those ad-free benefits, but you also get access to both the ITBR and TCIA book clubs. You can join both book clubs, get ad-free episodes, plus 
you're going to get all of our extra video episodes. So I am rewatching Queer as Folk. Christian Garcia from That Old Gay Classic Cinema is joining us and he's rewatching Smash. Um, Mary is going to start to rewatch shows as well. You even get access to what I'm calling the ITBR teaches. So if I'm recapping a movie or a TV show, including Barbie, um, Halloween movies and horror films, you get access to that as well. And then I also am offering consultation services. So for $30, you get your first initial consultation with me. It's a one hour private Zoom. I will help create a, your podcast, your media brand. How do you navigate academia as an undergrad or a grad student? Do you need help with technology? It could be teaching tools, Spotify for podcasters, video editor so software. Do you want to expand your social media presence as an artist, writer, podcaster, or academic? Do you want help on how to create a public humanities identity like I've created for myself? So I now am offering that consultation service. You can find more info about it on Patreon. And you also can join our book clubs. If you want to just join the ITBR book club or the TCIA book club, you can do that for $4 a month. Patreon.com backslash Ivory Tower Boiler Room. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Ivory Tower Boiler Room. Thanks to the team, Mary DePippi, our chief contributor. And thank you to our two new interns from Stony Brook University, Jonathan and Sarah. Bye, everyone. Until next time.